This is the Transportation Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on MarketScale. Just to try to reduce crashes and keep traffic moving smoothly, they're going to want a computer behind the wheel rather than a human. If problems mean more money spent on transportation, it can hurt your bottom line. Hello, and welcome to the Transportation Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sam Kingma. Right now, business in the aerospace industry is soaring at an all-time high. Boeing is projecting the need for about 40,000 new aircrafts in the next 20 years, and air travel is expected to double in the next 15. However, with this increase in aerospace travel comes an even bigger increase in aerospace maintenance, repair, and overhaul, as brand new parts can cost an immense amount of money. Joining us today is Andy Martin from DCI Industries to discuss aerospace MRO, changes in aerospace coatings, and the bright future of aerospace travel. Andy, how are you doing today? Good. Excellent. So I wanted to start this uh, interview off by asking, what kind of work do you do over at DCI Industries? We are a component repair shop that um, uh, the company has uh, been in business a little 40 years and uh, repairing industrial components, mainly downhole oil field drilling tools um, with uh, chrome plate, nickel plate, and thermal spray repairs. And then we recently achieved our Part 145 certification to start doing component repair on aircraft, component repair, aircraft parts. Excellent. Now, what does the market forecast look like for uh, aerospace uh, MRO? And if you can explain what MRO actually is to the audience, that'd be wonderful. Yes, uh, MRO stands for Maintenance, Repair, and Overhaul. And in this business, you'll hear MRO and OEM. OEM stands for Original Engine Manufacturer and uh, MRO, Maintenance, Repair, and Overhaul. So uh, repair is MRO and new parts is OEM. Um, the forecast is uh, pretty exciting, actually. It's, uh, if you look at Boeing's forecast and the uh, need for new aircraft in the next 20 years is uh, over 40,000 new aircraft <clears throat> worldwide. And um, the, the big part of that, the concern in the industry is the maintenance side of things and having enough maintenance personnel, shops, you know, uh, plating shops and overhaul shops to keep up the maintenance of those of those aircraft and the existing aircraft. So uh, air, aircraft travel, um, airline travel is expected to double over the next 15, uh, 15 to 20 plus years. That's very, uh, that's like very impressive that it's going to sort of double at like such in only like a decade and a half. How does that market forecast affect your business and how does it affect the aerospace market in general? Well, in our business, um, it affects it greatly because uh, it puts us in a position where, you know, there's a lot of companies out there looking for us to get better ways to put it tooled up or our facilities up to where we can do their component repair. And what we're looking at mainly right now is we have our limited rating and landing gear, airframe and accessories. And one of the things we're going after is landing gear. Um, there's very few uh, shops that do um, the thermal spray and grind um, that we'll be doing on the landing gear components. And one of the big things in the aircraft industry is, uh, especially in Europe, is they're doing everything they can to get away from chrome plating. And the replacement for chrome plating, the biggest part of it is uh, thermal spray, what's called HVOF thermal spray coating, and um, to replace the chrome plating to get away from the hazardous uh, chrome plating chemicals and materials. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And it's funny that you bring that up because my next question was, what have been some trends or changes that you noticed for aerospace uh, coatings or just uh, MRO in general? Well, that that being one of the biggest ones with the uh, you know with the chrome replacement um, coatings and uh, and there's thermal spray coatings all over the airplanes. Um, I've done component repair since 1990, and the engines themselves have a lot of thermal spray coatings on the engine components um, from the hot section the back end of the engine to the front section the fan blades um, and then the airframe there's a lot of parts on the airframe flap tracks and slat tracks and that run the flaps and slats of the plane a lot of components have hvof thermal spray on those components and then and then the landing gear so there's there's thermal spray coatings all over those planes and because they'll make you know planes out of titanium um, you know, aluminum components and that there's a lot of components that they, they don't want the part themselves to wear out, but they need to have a stronger coating. And that's where the HVOF tungsten carbide, tungsten carbide cobalt chrome coating comes into play. And, um, and so that's, that's big in the industry and, and has been growing ever since I've been in the thermal spray coating and MRO business since 1990. Now, uh, what have been some of the challenges of working on aerospace coatings? Different specifications. We work to uh, GE, Pratt & Whitney, Goodrich, um, Boeing. And, um, and then if we get into the European, you know, Airbus is the big European manufacturer. And so... Each and every one of those, their specs and the way they work and do business is a little bit different. So the big challenge is knowing, you know, being able to interpret the specifications properly, um, you know, when you're going back and forth between different manufacturers and different um, component maintenance manuals or overhaul manuals. Now, what has been your favorite project to work on and why? I'd have to say probably one of my favorite ones is actually, it, it, it was a surprise to me, um, I started DCI Industries here in December of 2016, and I started out in the thermal spray department helping there since that's my main expertise. But the last company I was with, I was a FA repair manager over the MRO group for the 12 years, last 12 years I was there from 2003 to 2016 approximately. And, and um, about a year into working here, um, I was put in a position to take over the application process with the FAA to get our repair part 145 certification and which is something over and above I've, I've ever had to do but I did it and you know it was a lot of reading a lot of interpreting all the requirements and working with the FAA and we had outside source to help write the repair manuals but it took about took me about six seven months and and we achieved our part 145 cert with the FAA and we have our application currently in to have our EASA um, which is a European firm form of our FAA but getting our EASA cert so we can uh, certify to EASA and the FAA. But that's probably been one of the uh, most rewarding uh, and challenging things that I've done in this business. There's many projects I've worked on in the past. And the other one was just uh, working with engineers back in the late 90s, mid 90s to late 90s on HVOF, uh, HVOF replacement to chrome plating on landing gear. I sprayed a lot of the fatigue specimens and things for Boeing and Goodrich. Um, to get those processes certified to replace chrome plating and um, worked with some engineers closely, a couple of the higher end uh, Boeing engineers. And, and that was probably the other big thing that I did and that uh, was, was really exciting for me and, and rewarding and taught me a lot in the industry also. 
Yeah, and Andy, you just mentioned, too, that you were working with engineers back uh, during the 90s. So I have to ask, uh, uh, since you've been working in this industry for so long, what's one thing you've learned about aerospace, MRO, component work? Uh, well, one of the big things is, is uh, and the reason MRO is so important is these components, when they're made new, by the time they're manufactured and go through all the processing, they're not very, they're pretty expensive. And um, so the big one of the big things is being able to you know properly repair components and 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 subassemblies um, and do it in a good turn time that meets the requirements of the airlines and the people doing work for the airlines because um, you know the reason they send them out because they if they can get it repaired and overhauled it uh, is a lot cheaper than buying a brand new part and um, so that's real important for the airlines to save them money and and help them. All right, Andy, I just got one more question for you, and it's where do you see aerospace travel over a decade from now? I know you mentioned earlier that within 15, 20 years, it's going to double in size, but any other uh, interesting uh, trends in that regard that you think we'll see in you know maybe 2029, 2035? Well, there's a lot of big things happening out there. I've been to quite a few forums in the last year. Uh, UAS, unmanned aircraft, is one of the big things out there that's growing fastly and there's going to be a lot of aircraft that's you know not your normal what people think of as a drone a small drone there's a lot of many unmanned aircraft that will be coming uh, you know into play for uh, that are that are large that are you know actually you know carrying um, product you know delivering product uh, you know there's a lot of things going with space and we're expected to be on Mars in the next 15 years. And um, so if you look at the aerospace as a whole, not just commercial, and then on the military side and the things that's going on on the military side, it's just a really huge, um, uh, you know, opportunities for a lot of people out there. A lot of things happening um, worldwide and especially here in Oklahoma. And that's the good thing about here. We, we have a lot of good incentives here in Oklahoma. We have an ACES program that their job is to grow the aerospace business in Oklahoma to be the number one industry. And, um, and there's a lot of incentives um, that helps companies like ours with training and, um, and getting connected with other companies to use our services. So uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of really good things happening worldwide in, in all aspects of the business. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Andy, and thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head over to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe for previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Kingma, and you have a fantastic rest of your day.